It's time for the Give Me Zone on the ref. 11. Now this is a 12, guys. Now he's got to start worrying about qualifying for next year's Open and the Masters here. He's lost this tournament. He'll end up selling Countess Maritais and renting golf carts the rest of his life. We're talking PGA, college, high school, local courses, and the latest golf news. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Yeah. Okay, you can owe me. Now, it's time for three tremendous slouches. Well, we're waiting. Brian Vineyard, Josh Helmer, and Jackson Robottom. It's not Stranger Things. Not Stranger Things that you're listening to. Good morning, everybody. It's the Gimme Zone. Josh Elmer alongside Jackson Robottom. We've got a busy edition as we welcome you in to the Gimme Zone on this Saturday. Just the uh, the two of us, you and I, Josh Elmer and Jackson Robottom this morning. Though we'll be joined as we have a new 6A Boys Golf State Champion and they still reside in Norman, Oklahoma. Head coach Greg Gross set to join us bottom of this hour. And then we've got uh, Alex Baldwin, who is the the president of the Corn Ferry Tour. She will join us in uh, hour number two to talk Compliance Solutions Championship. Sebastian Salazar, by the way, the uh, individual champion for the Norman Tigers, he'll be in the house as well. And then again, you've got the the live tour in Tulsa, Oklahoma, from down at Cedar Ridge. First and foremost, though, Jackson. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well, man. What a week of golf it's been so far. We have obviously the state championships are now concluded for golf until next year. Live live tour in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You got the you got the uh, the Jimmy Austin Regional coming up this next week. That starts on Monday, the fifteenth. It's going to be a very exciting time for golf here coming up. And I feel like we've got quite a bit to talk about today, don't we, Josh? We do. And Taylor Gooch, who, of course, back-to-back live champion in, in Adelaide and in Singapore, joined us last week. If you missed it, you can check it out on the podcast page. He's uh, not off to the start that he would have wanted. couple under par, uh, though Brandon Grace just went crazy in day one from uh, Cedar Ridge out there. Dustin Johnson, nice day of a 63. Not the start that Taylor Gooch would have wanted in his three-peat quest, though Taylor Gooch, he's been making the rounds. He stopped by with us last week. He's been uh, all over the map in terms of TV, radio interviews, you name it. And, oh, by the way, it's my understanding, I'll let Coach Gross and Sebastian Salazar just tell us straight from the champions' mouths, Taylor Gooch uh, inviting, I guess, uh, Norman Golf to the the Live Championship this week, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, who doesn't love to be invited out by some of the best players in the world uh, to to go and enjoy a little bit of time up in Tulsa? 
it's uh, it's not like they weren't already there. I mean, the the state championship was going to be right there at Bailey Ranch uh, in Owasso, so it's not too far off the beaten path. Uh, but what an awesome what an awesome little trip that those guys got to take. And uh, don't forget that Brian was up there playing in the TG Foundation as well, uh, the the Taylor Gooch Foundational Tournament. Uh, apparently, he got paired with uh, with Chase Kepka as the pro. I don't know if he was telling you any of this, Josh, but. Apparently he's a very quiet, very nice individual, Chase Kepka. But apparently Brian had a blast. We'll have to talk to him a bit more about it next week when he's in house. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, it will. But back to back to the Norman Tigers, kind of the the people of the hour. From what I understand, I mean Norman was really the only one thinking that Norman had a chance. And that's not to say anything bad about Norman at all, but that was to say, I mean, you had Edmund North in, you mix, in the mix, you had Norman North in the mix, and I mean, you had a couple, you had several teams right there that were vi- that were vying and jockeying for position, very much the favorites going in. And Norman was the one who pulled it out. I'm excited to get Coach in here and kind of talk about what what everything was, everything that was going on in the players' mind, what really lined up for him. That's going to be an interesting point of discussion, but. Norman pulled out a fantastic win, and in many ways, I would say probably an upset against some of these teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading here. This is from Haley Hart of the uh, Oklahoman. Stillwater, Owasso, and until earlier this week, defending champion Norman North, they occupied the, uh, the top three spots after the first day and heading into the final round. It, uh, it wasn't too late, though. The, the Tigers rallying back with a team score of 293 in the uh, final round, the third round, from Owasso's Bailey Ranch Golf Club. And uh, Salazar goes on and wins the uh, individual championship a 70, a tight 70. He finished one under 215 for the uh, tournament to secure the individual crown. So kind of crazy. Back-to-back years where Norman North and Norman have won the state championships, which for so many years this was like the Edmund North Invitational and now all of a sudden, what Coach Rayner has done at Norman North, obviously they were right back in the thick of things again this year. And then uh, what Coach Greg Grost has done at Norman High, they capture the championship this year. So kind of amazing what's happened for golf in the city of Norman. It's been, it's been great. And obviously you've got very talented teams on both sides, the Timberwolves and the Tigers side. Uh, I was actually able to talk with the assistant athletic director a little bit uh, while I was actually doing a separate broadcast for the, the state the state uh, semifinals for for soccer, and it was a matter. It was funny because they said that that was the worst they'd finished from the Edmund North side in in quite some time. Usually they're sitting right up there in the in the third, second, or you know, obviously the winning position. Those are guys who are up there doing all that. And the fact that Norman was able to rally. I mean, two ninety three in a final round. I mean, combined for a team. That's not a slouch feat. That is impressive by all accounts. From what I understand, I don't think all of them are seniors either, so you're going to be getting a lot of your talent back. It's it's a good time to be Norman because you've got all the talent in the world. Obviously, OU going in as well. You've got, I mean, Norman has so much to be proud of, Josh. Do you know much about Owasso's Bailey Ranch? Have you played out there? I actually have. Uh, it was It's a fun golf course. I, it's not... I'm not going to say it's the most difficult, but I'll tell you what, the greens can get you out there. Uh, there are some tricky holes. You definitely have to think your way around the golf course. But it's very tough Bermuda out there, so it's going to be very grainy. You really have to read greens properly. Norman probably putted the ball lights out. 
I would probably venture to say when we get the coach in here and we start talking about him, we ask him what was going well, I bet one of the first things he says is we were putting well. Because when you go out there, there's a lot of undulation. There's a lot uh, going on as far as approach shots to the green. If you Getting off the tee box is not the difficult – there's some is not the difficult part about Bailey Ranch because you can get out there – I mean, you can get around there playing to the fat part of the fairways. You can get around with a three-wood most of the time, I mean, for, for a lot of these kids. Uh, driver if you're ambitious, and those are the guys who are going to really go out and, and push the needle. They're the guys that are going to shoot 85 or 65. Uh, <laughs> right. And there's no in-between if you're, if, you're, if you're pulling out driver all the time. But – it is a golf course. You have to think your way around. You have to strategize where you put it off the tee. Uh, not to an exceptional degree like maybe you have to do at some other golf courses, but it's pivotal when you're hitting into greens because there's a lot of slope. And when they start rolling them out there, when I say rolling them, they're, they're just pressing the green down so they get a truer roll uh, for people who don't necessarily know what that means. But it is a golf course that if you don't putt well, you're going to shoot a high score almost guaranteed. And so, Norman, I would venture to say probably if you had a strokes gained category like the PGA does, I would say that your Norman players were going to be in the, t- in, the, in the higher echelon of that category. Strokes gained putting. Yes, strokes gained putting, absolutely. And, and maybe a stro- strokes gained approach and all that fun stuff, but definitely in the putting category. So congratulations to the Norman Tigers. They capture the crown. First title in Norman boys golf history, and again back to back years where Norman North won its first state championship uh, this time last year, and now the Norman Tigers win their first state championship. And I'm not saying, but I'm just saying, each of these coincides with our coverage of the Crosstown Clash golf event. And oh, by the way, the uh, two respective coaches putting the Crosstown Clash golf event together. So I'm not saying, but I'm just saying that it has been. It's boded well for uh, for both, but uh, the the live golf event it's going on from down at Cedar Ridge and Brandon Grace uh, off and running. You can say a nine under par round to start, and uh, well, I'll just uh, I'll, I'll let uh, Taylor Gooch answer the question. Taylor Gooch, did you see a sixty one in the cards out there for anybody today? I definitely didn't. I mean, the way that I was playing, so it's always (laughs) tough when you're not playing that great to see a low score like that. So, uh, I mean, DJ played great uh, in 60, or what did you shoot, 63? 63. 63, that was was pretty dang good. So 61, if if you really got it going, uh, just with how the the winds weren't heavy out there, the, the greens were receptive, you know, so dudes are good out here, so it can happen when you have these type of scoring conditions. And I labeled that clip, dudes are good out here. I was about to say, well, dudes are certainly good out there. I mean, look at those scores. I mean, Brandon Gray, I mean, wow, nine under. I would, and the winds have not been particularly friendly, especially yesterday. And so, this is, well, down here in the metro area, obviously, up in Tulsa, maybe a little different story, but... I would venture to say that the winds are still pretty tough up there. I mean, yesterday we had it blowing somewhere between 10, 15 miles an hour. That's not a wind that most guys are used to playing on on professional tours. So the fact that Brandon Grace goes out there, Brandon Steele, kind of the shocker name up there as well, Dustin Johnson. Seven under. Yep, him and Dustin Johnson both shot seven under. Cameron Smith up there probably getting some form back. Joaquin Neiman. Louis Ustason right there, Bubba Watson, Richard Bland. Neiman, uh... Neiman was in the mix at Southern Hills, was he not? Uh, for a little while. And, and then he faded on the final day or the f- second to last day? Uh, I, th- I think so. I don't, I don't quite moving, remember. Moving day, it. he might have faded a little bit because he was in the booth broadcasting Mito Pereira's finish. Sure. 
So I, I remember that. I just I felt like he played well for a portion of the PGA Championship last year at Southern Hills, but maybe I'm trying to manufacture a storyline of Joaquin Neiman playing well in in the uh, the Sooner State, but he's in the mix here. Well, I'll tell you what, the Cowboy State is very real as well. I mean, Taylor Gooch in the field, Matthew Wolf not too far off the pace. Yeah, right four there under par. Four under par. A couple yeah. of good days, who knows? Exactly. And then you've got, I mean, some really good names coming up the leaderboard, taking up the, I mean, Louis Eustace and Joaquin Neiman, Cameron Smith, all names we talked about. Bubba Watson starting to play well once again. Uh, <laughs> Pat Perez, interesting guy on the on on any professional tour. Uh, he's up there. Harold Varner, uh, kind of a sentimental favorite of mine. Hope he does well this week. So, I mean, the the golf is good. Taylor Gooch wanting to get off to a uh, a better round of golf in in round number two, certainly. Well, and we heard from Brandon Grace yesterday talking about how did you just card a 61 nine under par? You know, it's just hard following up a you know, good season with, with this kind of season I had last year out here. Um, came out pretty, playing pretty nicely with the 13, 11th in the first couple. Was all right. Was a little bit iffy in Orlando. But then just kind of fall into bad habits, you know, not working. You know, I'm doing the same things, but maybe not putting as much emphasis on the things that I should be doing, you know. Um, and just went up to Sea Island, saw my coach for a couple of days, really, you know, worked out what I needed to work on, work, work on coming into these events. And, um, you know, just grinded the last couple of days, just trying to work on the routines, um, you know, not like bad things sneak into your head there and at certain times and things like that. And um, today was a really good day. You know, managed to keep everything the way I should have. And, um, you know, it's just nice hitting a good shot after good shot and give yourself some opportunities, especially on a golf course like this. So you've got the lowest round ever shot in a major. Now you've got the lowest round ever shot in live. <laughs> it's just a matter of how many <laughs> records you want to break. Is that what it is? Listen, um, you know, this for us is majors at the moment, you know, um, so um, we'll take it. So, um, but it's good. It's just, you know, every time you can shoot those low numbers, you feel good. And um, it's nice to see the team playing well as well. So, um, you know, it's not just for me this week. You know, it's nice to see the guys, you know, pulling their weight. And, um, you know, seven shots ahead going into, into tomorrow is quite big. And, um, you know, hopefully we can just keep on this momentum going. So you were shaking your head at that. I would like to correct uh, one. I would like to correct the reporter, actually, because on, on, as far as the live tour, it may be the lowest numbered score. But I don't. It's not the lowest score in relation to par. That was Taylor Gooch. I mean, he shot two ten unders. I mean, in Singapore, we just talked about. We it. We just talked about it. We just had him on the show. So I want. I want to correct the reporter right there. So if he's listening, uh, facts. <laughs> Sixty one. You might have carded, but not, yes, not the uh, not the lowest score to par. No, in certainly live not. History. Certainly not. But what, that being said. What did he say here about it being major? Like you know, this for us is majors at the moment. You know. Uh, Majors at the moment. Majors at the – I don't know. know. This for us is majors at the moment, you know. um. When I first heard that this morning, I thought he was saying, like, the course was major championship quality at Cedar Ridge, but I think he's just saying every event is like a major championship right now. It would make sense to me because, I mean – it's not like any of the live guys are taking weeks off during the live. I mean, they're con- no. they're contractually obligated to play in every single live event, and so it could just be that you know the best are always here, or we're coming down to the stretch into the final tournaments of the regular season. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what he means by that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I don't gonna know. lie to you. I'm, I was kind of enamored in the accent. I've got I, I love South African accents, so I kind of just fell in love with the tone of his voice for a second. Yeah, I know it's. It's soothing, you know, it, that it, South African accent. For right? those of us that don't hear that accent commonly, you can 
lose track of what's actually being said. Sure. You get lost in the accent. Well, thank goodness you didn't, because I may not have caught the, you know, this is kind of the majors at the moment line. Uh, I, so thank you for catching that. Well, we've got so much to break down. We'll uh, we'll run down the the full live leaderboard. Scotty Scheffler is playing great. Go figure. Stop me if you've heard that before. Uh, the Byron Nelson, uh, the AT and T Byron Nelson, he is leading as we come into moving day. There, we'll share some thoughts from Scotty Scheffler from out on the uh, PGA Tour. How about the the crowds at this live golf event down at Cedar Ridge? There was uh, a lot of discussion with us on the airwaves yesterday that the estimate for the entire tournament was going to be 10,000. And then others were saying, no, 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 no. It's going to be 10,000 on uh, average every single day of this event. So what do the crowds look like? We'll share a little bit of the thoughts from one Taylor Gooch when we return. And don't forget, Norman High head golf coach Greg Grost, Sebastian Salazar, the individual champion in 6A golf this year. They are both joining us here in about, ah, let's call it 15 minutes right here on The Ref. It's the Gimme Zone back with you right after this. Back with you live. It's the Gimme Zone right here on The Ref. We could still slide you into the broadcast booth with you, with us, right here. We're hanging out inside the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, but uh, you can hit us up. Riverwind Casino Jackpot Line 405-329-9000 or the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet Text Line. That's all yours as well, 405-651-3439, where we've got a bevy of topics to hit on this morning. We haven't even mentioned this, and, and you brought this up during the break to me, Jackson. I mean, we got a PGA Championship next week. So what happens at the, the live event down in, in Tulsa right now? I mean, this is basically for the guys that obviously have, have qualified uh, from the live tour to the PGA Championship uh, next week, and we can run down that list here in just a moment for you. But uh, this is a tune-up for those guys for, for next week. It's, it's big for the guys who are going to be in contention, the guys who are going to be there. Uh, this is a place where they're going to go out and really hone in what they, are, what they need to work on, what they're doing. Because Oak Hill is no easy feat whatsoever. Rochester, New York, not to mention from Tulsa to Rochester is very different climate, very different type of golf, different types of grass. And so you, what you're really trying to do here is hone in your swing. You're trying to figure out exactly what you need to work on, fine-tune everything. And for the PGA guys, I mean – this is this week at the at the Byron Nelson. This is, I mean, right now it's a shooters fest out there at the at the Byron Nelson. Through two rounds of golf, Scotty Scheffler out in, out in front, sixty four sixty four. I mean, the, the the scores are out there for all of these guys who are working on their swing, figuring out what they need to work on. It's just it's a big week. It's a big week for everybody, and you're you're in the the test runs for well, let's call it the uh, the PGA Championship right now. The list of live golfers heading to the PGA Championship next week. Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson, Patrick Reed, alongside Abraham Answer, uh, Dean Burmester, Paul Casey, Bryson DeChambeau, Taylor Gooch, Dustin Johnson, Martin Keimer, Siwon Kim, Anurban Lahiri, Joaquin Neiman, Mito Pereira, Thomas Peters, Cameron Smith, Brendan Steele, and Harold Varner III. Dean Burmaster. Did I mispronounce his name to begin with? <laughs> I felt like uh, I botched it, so no, I needed Dean to Bur say it again. Dean Burmaster looks correct. Looks correct. 
For so sure. that's uh, that's the list of guys that will be playing in the PGA Championship uh, next week, and obviously uh, everybody trying to to round into form this week. Hey, mentioned it before the break. What uh, what do the crowds look like down uh, at Cedar Ridge for this Live Golf Tournament? Taylor Gooch says Oklahoma showed up and showed out. Um, I think the crowds were great today. A lot, you know, a lot of fans out there. It was a lot of support, and yeah, I think the crowds were really good. Yeah, I mean, same. I, I think I was talking with uh, AJ. You know, for the American events so far, you know, Miami last year might have been the only one that felt like it was bigger than today from a crowd perspective. So it was, it was really solid. I was, I was happy that Oklahoma turned out today. That, by the way, Dustin Johnson to start and Taylor Gooch. To finish there, the uh, the live tour does the post round interviews in pairs, uh, and so, anyways, that that's what's going on with that. Dustin Johnson doesn't mince words in his interviews, does he? No, <laughs> no, the crowds were really good. <laughs> would you like to hear some more, so, Dustin Johnson? I would love. I to. think the crowds were great today. A lot, you know, a lot of fans out there. It was a lot of support, and yeah, I think the crowds were really good. <laughs> I mean, this he's is my favorite. <laughs> I love. He's so funny to listen to in interviews. He's great. Crowds are good. <laughs> What more can you say? Uh, yeah, he I answered mean, the question. That's really I mean, all you have you to want? say. What more do you want? He answered the question. In my estimation, yeah, they were good. Yeah, they were pretty solid. <laughs> Thanks, well, Oklahoma. <laughs> and it's probably for context here worth mentioning that they said Adelaide and the Australian swing, great crowds where Australian uh, support for golf is has really, really been growing. Then, hey, how does this compare to to that and Singapore? And obviously, uh, there was your response. The state of Oklahoma, especially for like the the novelty, the uniqueness of a live event coming here, is going to get supported. Southern Hills last year. Did you get to go to Southern Hills? Unfortunately, I did not. I was working. <laughs> it was man. It was awesome. the The crowds were great. The galleries were fantastic. It. Uh, it was a terrific showing for golf in the state of Oklahoma. This state supports golf really, really well. When you look at just the the ratings figures historically, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, big golf markets in terms of a television set. So it's not a surprise to hear these guys say, yeah, yeah, it's been good crowds. Sure. And, I mean, a lot of that started, I'm not going to say started, but it really exponentially grew after OU and OSU went back to back in the in the national championship, back to back back to back natties for for the two, and after that, it seemed like golf had a at least another kind of renaissance uh, in the state of Oklahoma, and I'm, I'm sure other states kind of experienced this through COVID as well. But I remember when COVID first started. I mean, I mean the whole premise was social distance, social distancing, stay outside six feet of each other. Uh, don't get too, you know, don't get too close, wear masks and stuff like that. We talk about golf and kind of how it's grown. Oklahoma really took to golf during COVID because it was a naturally social distance sport. Yeah, it's, it was about the only sport you could safely play. Exactly. So 2020 on was big because everyone started playing golf. I mean, I go out right now. If I try to make a tee time, I have to try and do it about a week in advance. Otherwise, I get the the cruddy tee times now. <laughs> I mean, everything is booked from morning until from morning until you know late afternoon. Golf is massive here now. 
because it was it was for a while the only thing people could do and people found out how actually fun and enjoyable it was if you get with the right crowd it was it was so much fun and so for for golfers getting to see you know i've been playing this you know the question starts popping in your mind you know i'm playing this sport now i'm playing this game a little bit you know in my free time having trying to enjoy it how do the best play it and all of a sudden we've got the pga championship that comes to town we've got this live event uh, over there at over there in Tulsa that's coming into town. Oh my goodness, we've got a corn fairy event, which we'll be talking about in hour number two uh, a little bit more. But we've got that corn fairy event that's going to be coming into town, the Compliance Solution Championship. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. And so, oh my goodness, we've got the NCAA regional that's coming to Jimmy Austin as well. And so golf for Oklahoma has never been in a better position. There's so much going on. There's so much. And Oklahomans want this. Because they have taken to it over the last few years in a way that I would say it's probably greater than maybe many other states. Because we have all of this coming into town, the talent pool that that Oklahomans can relate to. Because they, you know they're they're from here. You know we're we're in the thick of it all. It's all right here, and so Oklahomans are really gravitating toward it. So no, I'm not surprised at all. And to, you, to you get to see great crowds. golf. Oh, dude, you get to see the best golf. I mean, the absolute best of the best. It's Oklahoma great. State, Oklahoma fixtures in uh, the national championships. And lo and behold, uh, now you've got back-to-back champions in the city of Norman. We'll hear from the champs next. The head coach, Norman High boys head golf coach Greg Grost, joins us alongside the uh, individual champion and obviously team state champion as well, Sebastian Salazar. Taking a timeout, let's hear from the Tigers next. They had a coronation earlier this week, and they will join us on the other side. It's the Gimme Zone right here on The Ref. Time to talk to the champs right here. It's the Gimme Zone on The Ref. Welcome back, everybody. The Norman Tigers, for the first time in program history, they reign above the rest. We welcome in head coach Greg Grost and the individual champion Sebastian Salazar, team champion as well. Coach, uh, first off, good morning. Thank you for being gracious with your time. Congratulations, Coach. Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been kind of a fun week for the guys. And, and uh, uh, sitting up here watching some of them right now at Lincoln Park and the Oklahoma Junior Tour, OJGT, they're playing up here in, in Lincoln right now. Coach, take me through the, the buildup to the season. I know that maybe there were some signs last year of this being a possibility this year, but when did you know, okay, I've got myself a pretty good team that could do something like this? Well, I mean, the reality is, let's go back to summer of 20, and some people in town had asked me if I would consider doing this and coming out of retirement to do this and uh, during COVID, and, and, I, and I said yes and, and, you know, visited with the administration there in Oklahoma, I mean, Norman, and and said, hey, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it like I know how to do it, which is just like I did in college. And and so in the summer of 20, out, out in an outdoor meeting, because we couldn't go inside, uh, we uh, we sat down at Norman High and outside and, and talked about setting, you know, setting a standard and, and setting goals and and uh, and how we go about it. And so it's been a it's been a project. And uh, you know, three of the seniors on this year, or four of the seniors on this year's team, you know, we're in that meeting. So they've been here all the way through. They were sophomores. They, you know, just lost their freshman year because of COVID. And um, so basically, it started then. And uh, two, you know, two years ago, and over at Forest Ridge, we were in the hunt with nine holes to play, and the rains took out the, the event, and we didn't get to restart, which was unfortunate. We were like five behind at the time. So last year, Jimmy, 
you know, the goal last year was to do it at home. Um, you know, we had we had a couple of really good seniors, and and unfortunately that fourth nine, uh, which is the, the second, you know, in the afternoon round of the first day, we just didn't get it done and got behind and couldn't catch up. So as we as they as they sat around and looked and realized what what was going on and how what they needed to do different um, this past year, they uh, they set the goal was was the goal didn't change. It was still a win a state title. That's the goal is to give yourself a chance to win with nine holes to play, and that is truly what I did all the way through college golf, which was give a team a chance. If you're in the hunt with nine holes to play, anything can happen in, in team golf. And so uh, uh, they went to work. You know. You know, seven o'clock in the morning, four days a week in the gym or on the track, religiously, um, uh, and then it just carried over. And um, one of the seniors said, "I think the you know the, our, our phrase for this year is unfinished business." So that became the that became the, the kind of the tone, and uh, we came out of the out of the out of the winter into the spring with the attitude that we were the that they believed they were the best conditioned team that you could possibly have in high school golf. Anywhere in the state, or they, they said that matter for the country, um, because of the hours they'd spent. I mean, I'm not talking about middle of January at seven o'clock when nobody else is anywhere. That's where they were in the gym at Norman High, and or in the weight room, and um, got to the back nine with nine holes to play, and you know they did what they needed to do. They closed the deal. And that's awesome. There's a lot of wisdom in that, and we appreciate you telling us that. Obviously, your players believed in you. You believe in your players. I want to take you out to. Bailey Ranch, where you guys won it. Congratulations once again, by the way. Me and Josh, a little earlier on the show, were talking about maybe what what ended up going right. You said being in the hunt with nine holes left to go. What were your players doing well, especially because you guys were middle of the pack going in kind of to the final round. What went well for your players? What was everyone doing well mentally, physically, as far as their technique goes? What catapulted you guys on the golf course to get that state title this year? Well, and you got Sebastian. You can talk to him a little bit. It's probably good from his words. But the, the we had the game plan for that golf course in these circumstances. We played there earlier in the semester. These guys have all played there in OJGTs and in other other tournaments. So they, they knew the golf course. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of a lot of trouble on the golf course. So you know, we took a lot of drivers out of the bag. We had very few drivers as the team played this week, um, just because of the amount of trouble on the golf course. Uh, we knew that it was going to be hot, humid, uh, and we also knew that they had the greens over there had had winter kill, and they were working really hard to get them to come out, and they did a great job. But we also knew that the greens were going to be a significant portion of the tournament. More so, I mean, you're going to have you're going to make putts or not make putts. Some are going to go in, some are not because they bounce or this or that. But how you handled it? How did you handle adversity of missing a two footer because it bounced off line? So the goal was fairways and greens, and not one time did we talk about any bad putting or any bad misses. We never did. And that was an agreement upon, and that we when we went that way, and and uh, you know that was the way it was. So um, you know you ask about you ask about the that last round. When I saw the when I knew where we finished after Monday, the second round, which was we were in fourth, one shot out of the last wave of you know that you play three. Four, five, six plays at eight o'clock, and one, two, three plays at basically nine, ten. And uh, you know the guys were disappointed they weren't in the last wave. Of course they are. That's that's anybody wants to be in the last winter groups. Except I told them it's a huge advantage because we're not going to get through. We're going to be in the clubhouse. The wind's going to come up. The heat's going to come up. All the things are going to happen. Those greens were growing right in front of our face. They were going to bounce more. 
we wanted to get to the clubhouse and post a number. That was the goal. That was the plan. They were seven out uh, behind Stillwater, who's has had a fabulous year, and that's what the goal was. Mission accomplished, goal achieved. Sebastian Salazar joins us this morning, the the individual champion as well. First off, Sebastian, good morning to you. Congratulations. The the team championship, what was it like to be a part of that? How did you and this team accomplish it? Well, uh, first of all, thank you for having me. And uh, it was it was the goal we had all year. Uh, so it, really, it feels really good that all the hard work that, as Greg mentioned, we put in at 7 o'clock in the morning when – no one else was out there, and uh, we also went at night, spent a lot of late nights at the gym and grinding. It all feels really good that all that paid off. Individually for you, how did you get this done? What was Bailey Ranch like, and how did you go win this thing? I mean, as Greg said, the Greens, had they had winter kill, so it was, it was putting mostly. That was going to be key in my opinion and a couple holes that uh but it was just sticking to the game plan and just hitting good putts i mean that's all you can do and hope it doesn't bounce offline but it was it was really awesome the it's my first high school win and uh, it came at state and uh our first team win also came at state so it it just feels like all all the hard work we put in uh, paid off that's awesome sebastian congratulations to you and I know that you don't necessarily have live leaderboards when you're going out there walking around, but after round two especially going into Tuesday, I mean, you had to know where those individual guys were. You had Parker Sands, C.J. Phillips. Uh, you had Josh Stewart out there, and you were obviously right there in contention the whole time. How did you muster yourself? What kept you uh, steady through your rounds of golf that led you to your first win and your state win? I mean, it was um, just keeping a game plan on. Never changing it. I I start off. I got to a good start. Then I made a made a double on my eleventh hole. That kind of set me back, but I knew I still had a chance if I played the last couple holes fairly well. And uh, I just stuck to my game plan and made made one putt, uh, a couple of one good save on hole seventeen. Uh, and it was. I just knew I I was in contention heading into eighteen. Uh, Parker was three behind, and he holds out for Eagle. So that was uh, that put kind of some pressure on me to to finish strongly. And but I managed to do it, and uh, I'm very thankful for everything. You talked a little bit about the course, but can you just deep dive it a little bit further for us? I mean, what was Bailey Ranch like? What was challenging about it? What suited your eye? How did how did Bailey Ranch fit for for you, Sebastian? I mean, uh, I hit my irons really solid and my driver throughout the whole week. So I was, I put, I think, every ball in play except one off the tee. So that was really important. And it just, um, since there weren't many driver holes, it was just putting it in play. And I had a lot of confidence over my irons this week. Uh, and then the greens, once again, I mean, it was just hit a good putt and hope it goes in. Uh, uh, I mean, the course suited nicely. There's a couple holes that I really like. The par fives are really accessible if you put them and play off the tee. So that kind of helps you gain some momentum if you can bury those holes. Coach, obviously Sebastian was just fabulous. Uh, sorry, we're getting a little bit of feedback there, so I'll punch you back in, Coach. 
Sebastian obviously was fabulous in this state championship. Just individually, what have you seen from Sebastian? How did he accomplish this in your mind? Well, obviously, you know, a lot of change for him coming to school in the United States uh, from Venezuela this fall, uh, just getting, you know, getting comfortable in the surroundings. Uh, his teammates were fabulous. Uh, you know, he was he was part of the – and I used to – you know, I – we talk about, you know, we're all one, we're all one tribe. And that's, that's the term I use with them. And uh, uh, so, you know, his mindset all year was, you know, getting better, learning how for him to control his emotions on the golf course because he's a very fiery player. He's got very fast hands and and uh, is a good ball striker. And he had to learn how to take a big deep breath and let the golf course come to him. And he's still learning that he's got, you know, he's got much, got a lot of that left to learn and he will. Um, but he was surrounded by seniors and uh, who, who played really well. And I mean, we, the way we do it on our team, whoever shoots the lowest score, the tournament before that's where you play the next week. So, you know, one week you may be number one, next week you may be number five on the, on the team uh, just takes out all the egos. There's no, none involved. And Sebastian embraced that. You know, uh, he shot 66 at the regional in the second round in Enid at 18 greens and shot 66. And he walked off and basically said that was easy, you know, and that's the low round he's shot since he's been back in the, since he's been here. Um, uh, certainly not something he hadn't shot before in his life, but here. And his confidence just went up. And, you know, they were so focused on the team aspect of it. That, that's, what the whole, that's what the whole year was about, when as a team. But to do that, you have to have somebody in college or high school golf. Somebody has to be close to the lead individually for you to win. And they know that. And we looked up and, you know, we had Sebastian, you know, right there in the intent of winning. And we had uh, Dennis Norman and Quinn right there in the hunt. Um, you know, they both finished 10th and save a few more putts. They're right there with him. So it was all about that and him learning how to take those emotions and channel them the right way, keep breathing the right way, not change the game plan. I want to go back to Sebastian for just a second. And, again, congratulations on your win. I'm curious, though, is there anything that you felt like during your tournament you really had to overcome during your state tournament? Maybe some technical issue. Maybe something wasn't working quite well. Is there something you want to take with you into this summer, into the off season? you want to practice that maybe catapults you to maybe feeling a little bit better into the next season and going into potentially a defending state championship position? I mean, uh, the chipping and, and putting, although I, I did it pretty good, it didn't feel spot on. And that's something I, I know, I and I've worked on it a lot since the last couple months. And I tend to lose a lot of strokes around the green, so I've, I've worked a lot on that. And I happen to have a good week uh, here at State, and it's, I just know that if I'm capable of repeating that every week, I'll know I'll put myself in contention most of the time because I I really like the way I hit the ball. I I normally hit a lot of greens, so if, if I can make just a couple of putts per round, it will just drop the scores quite a bit. One more for each of you. Really appreciate both of your time this morning. Norman Head Golf Coach Greg Ghost, Greg Grost, excuse me, and Sebastian Salazar, the individual champion, team champion as well. Sebastian, the the moment celebrating with your team. I mean, has it sunk in? You're the first group to do this for the Norman Tigers, the first boys golf state champion. So, what does that mean to you? And then, what was the moment like with your teammates? 
I don't think it hasn't really sunk in yet about what we managed to achieve uh, last Monday and Tuesday. It was it's awesome. To, we we had a great time, and uh, it we just it was anxious on the wait. We had to wait about 40, 50 minutes after we finished, and to know if we were uh, state champions or not. Uh, we were just pounding balls from the range and hitting putts while we were waiting. And uh, Greg was telling us to not look at the phone, but uh, we all wanted to look at it to see how it standed. Sure. How we stood, yeah. Sure, but you, you stayed in it and you went and won it. Sebastian, hey, thanks so much, man. Congratulations to you, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right, thank you for having me. Sebastian Salazar, the uh, individual champion. Coach, just one more, and then uh, we'll let you get back uh, to it out there. I know you're at a golf tournament. Just the team itself. We, t- we talked a lot about Sebastian, but who were the, the other parts that won this championship for you, Coach? And then, if I can, just one look ahead. What do you think about the team for next year, too? Yeah, I mean, and this, this is a group. This is a group. There were seven guys who played all year, um, you know, and uh, they rotated in and out. Um, and, you know, every one of them, well, with the two co-captains are Denon Norman, a senior, and Ben Campbell, you know, and they, they were voted on by their teammates. Um, and, you know, they held everybody accountable, not that they really had to, but they did. You know, nobody was late to any workouts. I mean, if it's 655 and we don't know where you are, they're getting a text. It's coming from the captains, you know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, so, you know, looking back, those seven guys, uh, there was the whole team, there's 12 on the team, but those seven were the ones that traveled and played all year. Um, and uh, Ben and, and Denon set the tone as co-captains. Quinn Robertson, incredible, incredible all spring. He's, he's just got this ridiculously high ceiling at six foot three and 185 pounds. Um, they're all going to play college golf. They all want to play at this point in time, play golf for a living, uh, which is kind of what that's what this kind of what this program is all about in terms of setting goals and standards. Um, Sebastian, obviously, and then you have Benson Deem, and I'm actually standing on about the 12th hole at Lincoln right now, watching Benson play. Uh, he's a true freshman. He just turned 15. Uh, he won the spot in the qualifying against his teammates the, the week of before state to play that fifth spot and play 36 holes in a playoff. And you know he's he's six foot three and about 145, 50 pounds. And once he fills out here soon, watch out. Um, Cade Wilson and Maddox Valentine will be juniors, will be seniors next year, and they've played a ton. Uh, and it just the way it was is who's playing hot at the end. So. Um, you know, they, they, they bonded, they pushed each other. Um, they're the best condition high school team I've ever seen. And they would, they would rival some of my OU teams as far as conditioning, I think. I, I think Glenn Day would have a tough time hanging with them, I'll put it that way. So, uh, um, but for next year, you know, Sebastian will be back. Uh, Brenton Deem will be obviously back as a sophomore uh, with about 20 more pounds on him, hopefully. Uh, Cade and Maddox, uh, you know, they both have played a ton and played really, really well. And uh, I know they'll be primed and ready. And then we got a whole new group of freshmen coming from coming into school that we understand are pretty good. So uh, we should have some fun last year. We certainly won't be the favorites, but we weren't the favorites this year. So, uh, but yeah, that's why they play the game. That's exactly right, Coach. It's been so so fun to watch this program develop uh, under your leadership and uh, always enjoy our chats. And congratulations on the state championship. Just amazing. Hey, guys, we appreciate it very much. Thank you for covering high school sports. Uh, and thank you for covering high school sports in Norman. 
Um, it's a pretty rich town and full of history of, of athletics and, and the golf. Got a pretty good role model right there across town in, in OU. So uh, thanks a lot. Coach, have a, a good rest of your weekend. Bye-bye. Coach Greg Gross, Sebastian Salazar. Good Pretty in- awesome. Good, great interviews. Fantastic people. And Sebastian, you got a bright future ahead of you. And Coach, you should be very t- you should be very proud of your talent pool right there. That's going to be an exciting next couple of years for Norman. It seems like it. Let's talk about that next. We got to play catch up a little bit. But look, the folks win a state championship. We're going to talk to the Norman Tigers, and probably it might even be a more long winded conversation. But uh, they've they've earned their due. They deserve all the credit in the world. Time out, and we'll start playing catch up here. Get things back into uh, well from from a time perspective we'll get things back into form there don't go anywhere though because uh, right around the corner bottom half of next hour we've got the president of the the corn Ferry tour alex baldwin she will join us uh, next hour to talk compliance solutions championship take it a to it's the gimme zone right here on the ref back with you it's the gimme zone right here on the ref we're a little bit off the pace here we uh what can i say we entered a bit of a weather delay we will uh, still tee off from hole number one here. Shotgun start, everybody, here in just a few. But uh, just a couple of the things we'll be talking about uh, in mere moments when we return. little tease for you. First off, thank you again to Greg Grost and Sebastian Salazar. I, I am still pulling the strings. Coach and I, uh, I, I think we're going to have a big celebration next week, too. So that just the, the start of the Norman Tigers parade celebration right here on the ref with us on the gimme zone so i believe the whole team uh, you know will join us next week so look forward to that the pga championship it's next week what if anything needs to happen this week or could happen this week that would influence alter our thinking jackson for next week let's debate Let's discuss next. And uh, obviously, we've got a, a live leaderboard from down in Tulsa, baby, that we can update for you. If you uh, are out there or have been out there, were out there yesterday, I'd love to hear from you. Give us a, a text or a call. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, it's all yours, 405-651-3439, or the, uh, the old-fashioned way on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405 405- 329-9000 is the number to call. The PGA Championship, is it impacted by anything this week? We'll talk about it next right here. It's the Gimme Zone. Back with you in a moment on The Ref.